Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Be The Frequency podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and this podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wealth, quantum physics, and spirituality. I help bring you practical tools to be able to understand and utilize the subtle energy realms to work for you to create the most abundant life. I have been everything from a single mom living off food stamps, being a makeup artist and feeling so lost, to building a six-figure business, attracting the love of my life, traveling the world and feeling incredibly aligned with my purpose here on earth. With my background in healing and being on the road to getting my PhD in integrative medicine myself, along with many other incredible guests are going to share with you how to actually change your habits and shift your frequency so you can begin to live the life that you know you were meant to. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be The Frequency podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and I am sitting here about to dive into a subject that you all have asked a lot about, and it's something that I basically have broken down all of my teachings. They, they are in three categories, and I'm convinced there are no more than these three categories that people really worry about and create problems in their life. So if you can think of another one, please send me a message and, and let me know because I all of them come down to this. These three pillars that create problems for people in their lives um, are one, have to do with their health. Okay, so that's the first one. That's not the one we're gonna be talking about today. First one is health. So this can be health in you know your physical health, your mental health, how you um, view the world, your confidence, all of those things that has to do with your body. Two, two is relationships, romantic, um, platonic, familial, um, all of the relationships. And the third one is your purpose, how you make money, your career. Um, and that's kind of the one that we're going to be diving into a little bit more today. It's not specifically on just um, your purpose and career, but it's actually going to be a little bit more around money. So this is kind of where this convergence of the second pillar, love and relationships, and our relationships are what are our relationship to everything, right? It's the way in which we view the world around us and how it's mirrored back to us and our interpretation of it based on the lens that we wear. And our lenses are developed from childhood. Everybody is conditioned. Everybody has um, conditioned responses. You're not, um, I almost want to say you're not special, but I don't mean it in that way. I mean it very much that um, one of my, my favorite quotes um, is from um, Queen Elizabeth. And I know of all people, right? Um, it was actually shared with me by Dr. Patrick Porter. He's an incredible um, NLP practitioner and, and hypnotherapist. And, and um, really when learning about hypnotherapy, he talks about, he's like, Queen Elizabeth said um, that humans learn the same way as monkeys do from our parents, which is so true. All of our conditioning comes from our childhood, not just our parents per se, but our experiences before we're seven. And there's a whole episode on, on why that is in childhood conditioning. Um, you can go back and look in there. Um, it, the title, I believe, is like childhood conditioning, why it's necessary, or we, we all have trauma, something to, along those lines. So um, that being said, so kind of coming back to the, the money element and our relationship to it, I, when I kind of 
put this out there on my Instagram stories. I was like, would you guys like me to kind of talk about this? Because it's something that I have had to work very hard at. Um, and I'll explain to you my conditioning around money. And, um, and really, I think what most people, most people are conditioned into thinking that they deserve less. Um, most people, even if they feel like they believe and it is true they believe that they they get all that they want they also feel like they have to sacrifice a lot in order to get what they want they feel like they have to um, you know stretch themselves beyond um, what's necessary they're hitting points of burnout so financially they're, they're doing really great but again then that gets into the physical world where their emotional body is, is really taking a toll their physical body it's taking a toll and the way in which we look and relate to money is really important because it trickles over into all areas of our life. And you can't tell me that it doesn't because you need food to survive in this world. Um, you, not just food, but you need money to buy food. You need money to clothe yourself. You need money to, for a living. And there are lots of ways that you can trade and kind of do a lot of different things in that way to kind of reduce costs. But some of that is the way in which you view and spend money. And I wanted to kind of talk about money in more of a, a karmic way um, and actually look at it in such a way of how can you actually when when somebody goes and I'll kind of give these examples for you and I do not know them personally but I really love the story that they share about their personal like kind of glow up with money really a few different things I really love um, if you're not familiar with Amanda Francis um, she is, you can find her, just go look up, I think, Money Queen on um, Instagram. But she talks about she didn't come from money. Um, Manifestation Babe is another one, didn't come from money. Um, and although they had really great opportunities and, and different things like that, there is something to be said about being the person that becomes this ancestral and generational breaker of chains really around what your belief that you can hold so i in a karmic sense okay so think about this when somebody wins the lottery what is something that is true about 99.7 i think percent of the time they lose it all they lose all of it they lose all of it especially when it's large sums if you're winning the lottery at like a hundred bucks no you feel comfortable having a hundred dollars your frequency is used to having a hundred dollars have you had a hundred dollars before yeah sure have you had a thousand dollars before a lot of times that doesn't really make a difference i'm talking about the people that are winning over a million dollars and a lot of people are like oh i'd really want to be a millionaire i start my business because i want to have a million dollar business and it's interesting because you want to have a million dollar business but you have no idea what that frequency is and you can barely hold the frequency of ten thousand dollars so slow your roll a little bit not in the fact of slow your roll to not be ambitious and to not have goals but slow your roll in understanding what it does actually take to be able to hold the frequency of a million dollars and what does that look like karmically so money is a representation it represents a value that's it that's all it is a representation a fucking piece of paper if you will because that's truly what it is but it represents value now if you are somebody who really struggles with feeling worthy okay you feel like you know you're not good enough for your partner or you feel you say you don't have a partner 
and you're like, I just feel like I'm, I'm just never good enough. They always pick somebody else and I'm, you know, everybody else has all of these things, but not me or everybody else always gets picked for the job promotion. Um, kind of this, like every, everybody's doing a lot better than I am. There is no way that you could hold a million dollars. That's why people who win the lottery lose it. Their frequency is not prepared to hold that amount of value. They don't feel that amount of personal value. I'm not talking ego value. I'm talking the people that don't think twice about, you know, giving thousands of dollars to philanthropic ventures. I'm talking about the people who are always giving, going above and beyond giving to their children's school, giving to other children's school, really active in the community, blah, blah, blah. You're like, you're so busy. You have so much money. How do you have time for all of this? Because they have raised their frequency to the capacity to be able to hold it. So what does that look like when, and this is kind of one of the hardest things I think for a lot of people to understand is that when you spend money, you are spending your frequency somewhere. You're placing value. So if you're looking to incur more positive karma, things that feel expansive, that grow you, where are you going to spend your money? Right away, the first thing that just kind of came to mind, I would cut out fast food for myself. Fast food in the sense of like, we don't really eat a ton of fast food in my house anyways, um, but you know, we'll stop by a Raising Cane's or a Chick-fil-A or, or something like that. But how do those foods affect your vibration? Right? I, I know I don't, I don't feel my best self after um, Raising Cane's. My, my tummy and my tongue really loves all of the um, tastes. <laughs> it has nothing to do with how good it tastes. But really, when you think about investing in yourself, what are what are ways in which you you would do things differently? If I were thinking of how would I invest in myself if I wanted to feel the most expansive and I wanted to really place my money where it could do change and could really be expansive for me. First thing I would look at is my body. How do I treat my body? So I would look at the food that I'm eating. And where am I purchasing it from? You know, if there's farmer's markets that they are growing things themselves and they're selling it and things like that, like, you know that your money is going straight into somebody's, you know, dance classes and their, their kids' guitar lessons. What you're spending with this person at the farmer's market, you know is making a difference in their home. Now that's nothing to say about supermarkets and it can't be all the time, right? Like, you're like, okay, well the reality is I can't get everything I need at you know, this farmer's market, understandable. I'm not saying all the time, okay? So for those of you who are getting a little analytical, because I, I know that can happen sometimes, you're like, well, that doesn't really make sense, but it does, okay? Are you, what kind of food are you putting in your body and then expecting it to perform at the highest frequency? So I would look there first. I would look at supplements. I would look at um, any medications I'm taking. Um, I found this really great quote, which I, I feel like this could be a whole podcast in and of itself, from um, oh Nikki Myers. Nikki Myers um, has the Yoga um, of Twelve Step Recovery um, sh program. She's incredible, 
And something she said is there is a difference between relief and resolve. The problem is when you confuse the two. So again, when you think about food, when you think about supplements, when you think about your body, there is a difference between relief, right? Relief of a hunger pain, relief of a physical, you know, pain of I have a headache or, you know, this or that. And really looking at, do I take care of my wellness all the time? Am I doing breath work? Am I doing yoga? Am I exercising? Am I meditating? Am I um, eating healthy foods? Am I, the next thing is I would look at, again, how you spend your money. Okay, well, what practitioners do you invest your money in? If you are spending your money in places that you're like, oh, well, they do an okay job. I don't want to be supporting supporting businesses that just make me feel okay. Again, you're planting seeds of karma and of expansion. So really looking at where do you currently support and spend your money? Where do you use your energy? Because you're planting seeds. So these people who win the lottery, okay, and or you come into a large sum of money and then they almost feel like they have to do something with it. They have to spend it. Or they are... Um, making like weird investments in things and you're like okay or they're buying these grandiose homes that again they're not prepared for they haven't developed I kind of use this analogy a lot like a rubber band right if you just pull a rubber band out and it's been sitting for a while maybe it's a little dry right it's kind of lives in life and you go and you yank on it it snaps but if you stretch, 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 like little slow stretches, it starts to really acclimate to this expansion. And that is like your energy. So when you're talking about how you're spending money, if you're wanting to plant good karma and have good things come to you, and I notice this um, when I don't have areas in which I'm giving back. So the first thing is how you're spending money and things that you're supporting. So also, the next thing would be where you are different organizations that you're supporting and a lot of times people think they wait to donate or they wait to do philanthropic acts until they have x amount of dollars if you want to have more money don't be so attached to it that you can't give it away money comes and goes Money comes and goes, and I've had to learn this lesson over and over and over um, because I very much have the attachment style to money of I need to basically do whatever I want to do with it while I have it because I'm not sure if it's going to come back to me. That was a really hard, I mean, still, even still, every there, it's so layered in the way that um, it shows up because it's a part of our everyday living and a part of a lot of our choices and, again, is a huge part of one of the main the pillars of our lives so in knowing that I'm like okay where can I give it doesn't always have to be money per se but this can be where can I give things away for free so like my podcast where can I give away free information you don't have to pay you don't have to pay to listen to this podcast you don't have to pay to consume any of my content on Instagram or on TikTok it's just there it's there and I have all these teachings I'm reaping good karma by constantly giving away free information, free education. Now, I may not be monetarily putting, I'm not paying for, for anything in that way, but I also like to, every time I have a launch of a product, 
I donate a certain percentage of my sales to whatever I'm called to at that time. So um, I've done human trafficking before, I've done planting trees, I've just done, you can't pick every single cause, but you pick causes that mean something to you because other people will pick other things. Okay, so don't feel like you need to, to do everything. So number one is notice how you spend your money. Do the ways in which you use your money in your life feel expansive or do they create relief instead of resolve, right? They band-aid a problem. You really want them to be resolve, the problem solver. And sometimes that's, again, thinking long-term. The second thing is not having an attachment and a contraction around money. Giving money freely to the causes that you feel are on your heart. That's the second thing. The third one I want to talk about, which I think is a little controversial for a lot of people, and I often felt an opposite way that I do now, so I find that interesting. Um, now, I used to feel very much, uh, we're gonna talk about debt. So, I used to feel, and kind of have a lot of shame. So I don't know about you, but I had a lot of shame for having um, debt. Um, for having credit card debt. And not necessarily, uh, sh I wouldn't say shame, but it was always like, oh, I gotta pay that off. It was always this promise to pay it off that I never quite fulfilled, which was constantly breaking promises to myself. So my sense of trust in myself continued to diminish because I would not fulfill something that I felt shame around and that I continue to basically create empty promises for myself. Who does that? Who does that? Everybody, lots of people. I'm not alone, which is one reassuring. And when you look at it in that way, what if debt is just neutral, right? So when you look at what are you going into debt for? What are you putting on credit cards? What are you taking out loans for? If you're looking at it, and again, it's going to create resolve, not just relief. So it's neutral. If you decide, like our house we started doing where we actually, because we want to use points and different things like that, we put almost everything on a credit card. And if you have always shamed yourself for credit card debt, put everything on a credit card. <laughs> it will flip your world upside down and you'll really realize how much you're spending. But that's the thing is debt is not good or bad. It just is. It's only good or bad because it makes you feel a certain way. It makes you put puts you you've put yourself in a position that you don't like. So what if you're like, you know what? It was very strategic. I recognize I'm going to put this on a credit card up front. I know that I'm gonna make this back down the line. So it's not a big deal. And it has, you know, say I opened up a credit card for this, so it's got 0% interest for a year, and I know I'll make this back in the next six months, so I'm really not that worried. Okay, great. Looking at how you view giving, receiving, having, the different elements in which money plays out in your life. If you have that, and this is why your relationship to money is, this is kind of how I said the, the two kind of blend is that your purpose, your career, what you're doing for those, that's really what brings in money. 
but your relationship to it, how you use it is what creates your karma and what really rules your spending habits and your beliefs around it and your frequency around it. So looking at money in such a way that it comes and it goes. Is that not true? You tell me, think about it for a second. Money comes in and it goes out some way. Do you have the first dollar you ever you ever made? No. Do you have the hundredth dollar you ever made? No. How about the hundred thousandth dollar you've ever made? If you're my age, again, my birthday's next week. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I've spent it. I've used it. I've lived. So when you realize the impermanence of money, it takes away the stigma of that you are better because you have a savings or you are worse because you have debt. Better or worse, making more money, less money, living a certain way, um, deciding to cut back on certain things. You always wanna look at when you're spending or when you're cutting back or saving, what's the purpose behind it? If you're saving because you're shaming yourself into saving. I don't know about you, but that no amount of money is ever going to make you not feel shame. In fact, I can tell you that even if you have it to whatever goal, it's still not going to feel like enough because the reason that you're saving is because you don't feel like enough. Just like the people that go into debt, they think if they put it on a credit card, if they do this, it'll give them the experience that they're looking for. It will give them some kind of relief from a feeling. But really it's your relationship to money that's the issue. So when you look at the karma, that, the karma which you're creating by spending money, you spend money and you invest in yourself, right? Whether that be your health, whatever and looking at how does it give back to you how does your money give back to you and then when you start planting seeds elsewhere how does giving to others give also back to you and it's not going to be the same you're not going to give them a thousand dollars and then they're going to give you something tangible but what kind of feeling do you get what kind of experience do you have somebody else and seeing how karma can reward you how that creates other opportunities for you because you feel expansive and you don't feel attached to that thousand dollars. It can go and nothing happens. The world doesn't fall apart. And then looking at debt, are you creating more karma by shaming yourself, shaming others, judging yourself or others? And that's really important more than anything else. The, your relationship to every purchase or not purchase saving is the most important part. And then looking at, again, coming back to that, um, um, almost said bingo. <laughs> looking, looking back to that person like winning the lottery. You have to invest in things that make you feel more expansive. So when you look at kind of circling back to the first one, where you spend your money. I've used this, I've told you this story before on this podcast, but it, it really is prevalent for here. When I started 
really investing in my health. I first got a membership at a local gym. I think it was like, I don't know, $15 a month. It might've been like 30 bucks a month with, with childcare. So let's say $20, $20 in the middle, something like that. 20 bucks a month. The childcare was only an hour. Um, my kids were little. I think they were two or three, and then they would have been like four or five, like right in there, three or four, somewhere in there. And um, and it was a big gym, but it was definitely not the nicest gym. It was fine. I mean, you got to work out in whatever. But I recognized there was a lifetime athletic that that opened up and if you've ever been to a lifetime I always joke it's like a, a country club but instead of golf there's a gym there's tennis and there is like their version of CrossFit their version of Orange Theory there's yoga and Pilates and bar and cycling and um, a whole like kids program outdoor indoor swimming you name it they have they've got it a whole cafe a spa you guys it's like creme de la creme and the membership was really i hate to say this because this was my thought this was these were the words it was really expensive notice when you say that that means it feels like an uncomfortable stretch for you and you're uncomfortable with that so at the time very much was like oh this is so expensive and it was it was a hundred and i think sixty dollars for me and then with both kids, it ended up being like $270 a month for gym memberships. $270, which at the time, especially being a single parent um, and not having any financial assistance, that is quite a lot. Um, keep in mind, I had just started my business. It was doing well, but again, a stretch. And But I recognize the people that go here, the people that can afford two to three hundred dollar a month gym memberships these are the kind of people i want to be around and so even though yes the money it was more money i'm going to tell you right now the other gym which i always find really interesting this correlation this other gym i had hired a trainer i was i went from not working out ever not ever watching anything that i eat to pretty much eating lean meat veggies protein shake like greek yogurt and like one piece of fruit a week like and a little bit of rice and working out five days a week 30 minutes of uh being on the treadmill not budging a pound not budging a pound okay this went on for like two or three months mind you now that i look at it i'm like well it actually i mean makes sense emotionally because i should have been losing weight I cut out so much processed foods, I was exercising, I was building muscle, no reason for my weight not to budge. Join Lifetime? Guys, lost 50 pounds. <laughs> and my kids loved it. And I loved it, I enjoy it to this day. I still go to the gym, I'm still there at least five days a week. Sometimes I do yoga, sometimes I weight train. It's a little bit different. It's not quite as regimented. I don't have a personal trainer. I maintain my weight very easily. I intuitively eat. Um, but this goes to show that what I was investing in was an environment that felt 
uplifting to me. It felt expansive to me. So it's always like when you're looking at who you're putting yourself around, the environment in which you're going to be in. This is why feng shui is so important. And so, so many times when people are like, ah, oh, there's bad vibes in this room. Well, the energy of your home and of your space is really important because it does affect your energetic field and it's something that you invest in. It's nice to invest in the way that you look, not because it just feels nice, but your body also processes it as it feels good to receive this. It feels good to receive this. So to kind of recap the four things that you're wanting to pay attention to in being able to spend your money in such a way that reaps you more good karma, okay? One, notice how you spend it on yourself. First thing that comes to mind, again, is, is your physical body and then start to get more subtle. Two, how do you spend your money on other people? How do you invest in others? And ask nothing in return. Re truly give. Three is assess your relationship to spending, saving, and debt. Notice the feeling behind every single purchase. And this will take some practice. This will take some practice. I mean, I just shared with you that story about the gym and I remember every month being like, oh, okay, it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out of my bank account. And I'm, oh gosh, okay. And I was fine. I was fine and I was like, no. I, I kind of love, at the time this really helped me move through it. And I was like, just think about all the times that you're gonna use it and how you're gonna feel good when you use it. It's totally justified. Like, I don't have to justify this, but it makes me recognize like how good this makes me feel by just taking a moment to reflect on what it's going to do for me. And then the fourth thing, invest in people. Invest in surroundings, in environments, in groups. This can be networking, this can be masterminds, this can be mentors and teachers, this can be education. Surround yourself with people that are a mirror for your kind of expansion. This is how people that have some of the most money in the world, they don't know all the things. They don't learn how to, you know, they don't YouTube how to make money themselves for every little project they're thinking about. They hire people. They get into circles where they're like, you know what? They know a little bit more about this. When I have a little bit of money, I'm gonna pay them. So I noticed that every time in my business when it really starts to expand is when I start to pay people for services that they are better at than myself. So really start to invest in people, people around you. All of these ways bring you good karma and help to develop a more expansive relationship with money so you can receive it more easily. That's the thing, all of these things, when you look at them, look at the way in which the feedback loop of karma works. You look at, does it create relief or resolve? A lot of our society is conditioned to spend money in such a way that only provides temporary relief, but not a permanent resolve. And so when you start to look at, again, reaping money as a way in which you can build karma, build good karma or bad karma, you start to look at it more of how can I create a resolution? 
by investing in things that make me feel expansive, it makes other people feel that way too. I'm able to give more. I'm able to receive more. And it opens up this communication energetically and your aura, literally your energetic body begins to expand because it doesn't feel like the scarcity. The scarcity no longer takes the leading role because you know that you're always supported. It will always come in, it will always go out, but it will be in such a way that you always feel supported. That's the difference, is that you trust in money because you trust yourself. So I know a lot of people would, um, I feel like every time I mention that I'm gonna record this episode, it's on my, my list of episodes to record, people are like, oh my gosh, let me know when it comes out. So. If you love this episode and again it's a unique take on money and money relationships and money um, like manifestation I guess um, because truly manifesting is really come, becoming this vortex and it's understanding the laws of karma at a very very deep level that's all this is is understanding your relationship to money and how inter it interacts with you interacts with the world and interacts with your relationship to it all and when you understand that more deeply, you can really begin to expand to hold a greater frequency for that million dollars. Again, if it feels scary to have $10,000 and you have 16 things that you're gonna to wanna to spend it on, probably a little bit in the scarcity. What if you had $10,000 and it just hung out in your bank account and you just watched it, you just looked at it? And you knew you were gonna spend it. I'm gonna spend it someday. on something that feels really good. You're not holding on to it but you're not giving it away. It just is. Creating this neutral perception of it. When you do that, that's when your frequency around money starts to change and you really start to, to plant good karma seeds, which in turn, you begin to reap good karma, which means more money. <laughs> so really start looking at how you're spending, investing, who you surround yourself with, how you view your relationship and your choices around money. It can truly change the way in which you experience money. It doesn't always mean that you'll have, all of a sudden you're like gonna have $10,000 in your bank account tomorrow, but it does mean that it's not gonna stress you out that you don't. It means that it just is. That it's neither good nor bad. And if you're always open to receiving, then you're open to opportunities to make more money. You're open for conversations and connections that will create more opportunities for you in your life to be able to cultivate more experiences where you can make more money, receive more money. So if you love this episode, please just give it a share, share it to your stories. You don't have to share it personally to a friend like, hey, I think you could use this, but share it to like your Instagram stories or again, like talk a little bit about it. Like this was really great, I learned this. That really is helpful and the best way to share um, this message around not just money, but around understanding that we are electromagnetic beings and we are constantly, constantly calling things into our energetic field and also pushing things out and understanding how energy works is how we are going to live a more fulfilled life. So I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.